Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcast on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Mackenzie Johnston with Livestock Digital Daily, bringing you your October 12th cattle industry headlines. Brought to you by AgRisk Advisors. They help you manage your risk so you can manage your operation. With over 20 years of experience, AgRisk Advisors provides honest and transparent advice. They offer insurance solutions that help you minimize risk and maximize profitability for your farming and ranching operations. They might not be able to make it rain, but they can sure ease the pain. If you want to learn more about pasture, rangeland, forage insurance, go ahead and reach out to AgRisk Advisors. They can help you understand what PRF insurance is all about and everything it can do for your operation. Yahoo News has reported New Zealand's government is proposing taxing the greenhouse gases that farm animals make from burping and peeing as part of a plan to tackle climate change. The government claims farmers should be able to recoup the cost of being charged by turning around and charging more for climate-friendly products. Farmers, of course, are condemning this plan because it is absolutely ridiculous. 
Federated Farmers, New Zealand's largest livestock lobbying group, claims the plan would rip the guts out of small-town New Zealand and farms would quickly be replaced by trees. For two years, farmers have been attempting to work with the government on an emissions reduction plan that wouldn't decrease food production, but obviously those talks have just went by the wayside. New Zealand's farming industry uh, is absolutely vital to their economy. About 5 million people live in New Zealand, but some 10 million beef and dairy cattle are also there, along with 26 million head of sheep. As we've discussed, as we've discussed before, New Zealand's government has pledged to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and make the country carbon neutral by 2050. Part of that plan includes a pledge that will reduce methane emissions from farm animals by 10% by 2030 and up to 47% by 2050. Under the government's proposed plan, farmers would start paying for emissions here in 2025, with pricing yet to be finalized. According to Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, all the money collected from the proposed farm levy would be put back into the industry to fund new technology, research, and incentivize uh, an incentive and incentive payments for farmers. Back in 2003, the government attempted a similar proposal. However, it was eventually abandoned due to little support. And I would expect the same thing to happen with this proposal. As I stated a minute ago, it is absolutely ridiculous. We have seen New Zealand come forward in recent months uh, trying to downsize their ag industry. The long and short of it, they just do not want ag in the country. They feel that ag is the problem when it comes to climate change. Unfortunately, they are far from the truth with those thoughts. Ag is not the problem with climate change. Uh, but these folks also, they do not understand where their food comes from. They want to do away with their ag industry or downsize it. Uh, what do people eat? Who's going to feed the people? How does that work? I'd like to know their thoughts. This update is also sponsored by Circle 5 Cow School. If you want to learn how to prep check your own cows or start AIing, Circle 5 Cow School is definitely the way to go. Almost every week, they're hosting classes somewhere between Texas and Tennessee here on the 28th and 29th of this month. They're going to be down in Valley Center, Kansas, hosting a school. If you're in that area, I encourage you to check them out. And if you want to check out their schedule, head on over to their website, circle5cowschool.com. That is the number five in there. Or you can go ahead and just give them a follow on Facebook. Drovers has reported back on September 16th, a last minute tentative agreement was reached to keep U.S. railroads from striking, but the possibility of a strike is now back on the table. Earlier this week, the third largest railroad union, Brotherhood of Maintenance of Way Employees Division Union, rejected a tentative labor agreement. Union leaders are arguing the railroads haven't done enough to address worker concerns largely surrounding working conditions and paid time off. The labor agreement, if it would have been accepted, would have increased wages by 24% and bonuses of $5,000 would have been paid out. According to the union's president, Tony D. Cardwell, railroaders feel undervalued. They believe railroad management has no regard for their quality of life. Whether or not a strike does occur, Dan Bass of Ag Resource Company says rail issues are already severe. And now that we have backlogs on the nation's rivers due to low river levels, there will be even more emphasis placed on rail at a time when transportation logistics have been dubbed a nightmare. Even though only one rail union rejected the tentative agreement, all 12 unions, which represent 115,000 workers, must ratify their contracts to prevent a strike. 
A rail strike would obviously have a devastating economic impact on agriculture. If the railroad comes to a halt, it is awfully hard to get things rolling again. A potential problem is grain processing facilities and the backlog it would create. And of course, a rail strike would have a detrimental impact on exports. This update is also sponsored by U.S. Cattlemen's Association. Their annual meeting and cattle producers forum is right around the corner. Join them in Nashville, Tennessee this upcoming December 8th, 9th, and 10th for interactive discussions on the future of the industry, including a market update with DV Auctions' one and only Corbett Wall. For more information, head on over to their website, uscattlemen.org. Finally, Drovers has reported the International Monetary Fund, also known as IMF, forecasts a slowdown in global growth from 6% in 2021 to 3.2% in 2022 and all the way down to 2.7% in 2023. IMF said this is the weakest growth profile since 2001 and the worst is yet to come. Many people are going to feel the full-blown effects of the recession here in the next year. There are three major events hindering uh, hindering global growth. Of course, Russia invading Ukraine, the cost of living increasing to levels we haven't seen in years, and China's economic slowdown. All of these events thrown together create a volatile period economically, geopolitically, and ecologically. Some good news, though, the IMF anticipates global inflation will peak in late 2022. However, it will remain elevated for uh, for longer than previously expected. Global inflation will likely decrease to 6.5% in 2023 and all the way down to 4.1% in 2024. The U.S. economy is expected to remain sluggish into 2023 with only a 1% growth rate. That is all I have for you guys today. I hope everyone's week is rolling right along. We're having a busy week here in central Nebraska. We've been weaning calves, trying to take advantage of this gorgeous weather. You guys have yourself a great day, and I will catch you on Friday morning.